Hello and welcome to Leading from the Middle. I'm your host, Kevin Pratt. And today we're going to talk about leading a global management team. Because see, leadership just doesn't stop here in the United States. Sometimes you're blessed to have an opportunity to lead a team across continents and time zones. So today we're going to talk about a few pointers for leading a global team, or this could be a virtual team or a remote team. However, all your management individuals aren't in the same place. So first, we'll start with how to construct your global team selection, because when you're trying to build an all-star team, you have to first look at your experienced managers. So what you do is you review their backgrounds, not just their professional experiences or their educational experiences, but also their cultural experiences and how well they fit with people. Because see, leadership is about people. Here at Pratt Leadership Consulting, we focus on people, process, and leadership. So first, review those characteristics of your experienced managers. Then align the talent that fits best with either a location or a continent that works better for you. Because it's better to have someone that can fit in well and be respected initially than trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with someone that doesn't get along well with individuals. If you have anyone that's bilingual, is a plus because sometimes speaking multiple languages is a benefit in some countries. If you're an American and you only speak one language, you may be at a disadvantage trying to manage a culture in India or, or China or, or South America. So if you have someone on your management team that is bilingual, then Interview that person for the job and see if it's a good fit. If not, you may have to submit a job requisition and look for those type of qualities in that person. But as a global leader, all things out of the four I just mentioned, you have to be flexible. Do not be rigid in your thinking. Go into every selection process with an open mind ready to learn as if you're gaining knowledge as well, because you are. You're not just giving someone an opportunity, but you're learning about them and what they bring to the table. And sometimes you can even have your eyes open to a situation that you never thought of before. So review your experience managers, align a team that fits best with what you're trying to do, Check to see if you need a bilingual person and be all above all, be flexible. Once you do those four things, now it's time for a cultural education. You have to research the difference and commonalities amongst your selection candidates, as well as the location that you're looking to fill. There have to be some commonalities in mind with the location and the person. But also, research the differences between that culture and an American culture. 
to make sure that a person either is educated and well-versed in that new culture that they're going to be an expatriate in, or they can get the training here locally and maybe spend some time, three, four months out of the year, just getting to know the culture, not really taking a hold in the company at that point, but there to gain knowledge as to how the locals conduct themselves, conduct businesses, etc. There may be an opportunity for you to go ahead of the team. So once you establish a team for a location, you as a leader may need to go ahead of that team to make sure that you understand what the culture environment is. You need to be educated as well as your team members. I would argue even more so. You have to understand the extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. See, all cultures aren't motivated by money. Some cultures are more motivated by loyalty and respect and honor. Some like to just have a good place to live and exposure for their families. How about this? Some of them just want medical benefits or a pat on the back, the attaboy. So the intrinsic motivation is as important to some cultures as the extrinsic motivation that we can see, touch, and feel. And as a global leader, it goes without saying that you have to meet with the local government. If you don't meet with the local government in some of these locations, you can be in for a rude awakening when it comes to open up a business, finding locations, paying taxes, because sometimes there's monies that have to be paid outside of the normal operating expenses that you need to be well-versed in. So, your cultural education is to research the differences and commonalities between us, the Americans, or Texans, or Georgians, to the differences to Washington, D.C., Florida, Michigan, California, and as well as the commonalities between all of those people. You need to understand what we have in common with them. The leadership team may need to go ahead of the team and put up shop. Spend some time there. Eat locally. Shop locally. To understand just how the culture works. Not just globally, but it can also be stateside. Third, understand the extrinsic or intrinsic motivation. So you have to understand what motivates a person internally and externally, and it's not always about the money. Especially with millennials. Millennials are more loyal to brands and to teams. They want to make a lot of money. They want to live comfortably, but they like to be treated well above anything else. And lastly, in your culture education, meet with the local government. Understand their laws, their ways of doing businesses, business, and any types of hurdles that you need to address going into a new location or country. And third in my process is the phased approach. So here is where you really try to 
use what you have at your disposal to manage your team effectively. Use technology to cut costs. By all means, set up a, a, a network where both locations can talk real time together, either via email, phone calls, or video calls, video meetings, because a lot of times your local team can set up a local meeting for you with your stateside team, and that meeting is conducted over a video network. And when the time is right, then you can go visit when it makes more sense and you figured out if you can even win the business. Third, collaborate with the foreign culture metric. So you have to understand what methods they use culturally and collaborate with them so you can understand how we fit in, what we bring to the table, and what that person that you're going to set there to manage that, that location for the corporation or for the company. So you start to collaborate between uh, domestic and foreign cultures so that we understand how we fit in and they understand how they fit in. And fourth, out of the phase approach, measure your results. Everything has to be measured. You might want to measure um, revenue without, without, what goes without saying. You might want to res- uh, measure revenue, but revenue is just not the end all because revenue can tell you um, a false positive. You also need to measure how your product and or service is perceived in that culture. Do surveys, evaluate, bring in small focus groups and ask them questions about current products or future products. What can you do to be better in that culture? Because a lot of times what's done here in the States doesn't work in, in, in other cultures across the world like India or China or South America. It doesn't work the same. So the way you advertise here may be a disrespect to other countries. In some countries, the women feel pride from scrubbing the floors with their hands on the ground. So giving them a mop to help them may be taking away their dignity. But if you don't understand that going into the the foreign uh, culture, you're going to advertise something that's a disrespect. So you have to know how to revise that product to do the same thing here in the States. Give them the respect and honor that they are looking for in other cultures. Listen, before anybody starts emailing me and saying that that's chauvinistic, it's true. Some cultures respect certain work or or labor-related processes differently than we do. That's all I'm saying. So just understand it. And I use that as one example. And then measure your results. So you got to find a way to figure out if the new venture to operate 
in a new location, a new culture, a new country is even benefiting you. I hope I helped in trying to give you a little bit about managing a global team. So remember, review your experienced managers, align the talent that fits best, find out if a bilingual person is to your advantage, be flexible, have cultural education, research differences and commonalities, go ahead of your team, understand extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, meet with local government, and then have a phased approach. Use technology to cut costs. Implement rotations in your management team. Collaborate with the foreign cultural message. And then lastly, measure results. I've enjoyed spending this time with you. This short, quick overview of leading a global management team. And this is your host, Kevin Pratt from Leading from the Middle, Pratt Leadership Consulting.